Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Lessons in Product Management brought to you by Path to Product. So my name is John Fontenot. I'm your host as always. And we're going to continue down the Never Assume bonus series. And today we're going to talk about why we should never assume stakeholder priorities. All right. So some people call this skill stakeholder management. And I hate that term. We don't manage any of the stakeholders we work with. Most of the stakeholders we work with are senior or have higher titles than we do as, as product managers. So by no means do we manage these people, right? Um, a better term for this could be something like stakeholder alignment or stakeholder empathy, right? Empathy is kind of that buzzword that we use in product management for our customers. We should also use it internally as well. <clears throat> so that's where I'm gonna start. There's kind of three sections of how I wanna break this down, right? Like we have three sets of stakeholders in my opinion. We have uh, internal stakeholders on our product team, right? And some of the adjacent parts of it. Then we have internal stakeholders that are our cross-functional partners. And then we have external stakeholders. And to simplify the external stakeholder part, I'm just gonna limit it to our customers or our users for this discussion, but that's kind of the framework we're gonna work within, right? And I wanna make this super simple so that way there's really quick and actionable things that you could take away from this and start implementing them today if you're not doing this. But I would encourage you not to stop here, but to build upon the things that I'm gonna share and the advice that I'm gonna give. All right. And in full disclosure, this is something I used to do at a former company, and I haven't really done it as much in my current organization. So if someone from my company is listening and they're like, hey, you're not doing this, well, get ready because I'm about to start re-implementing this back um, because it, it, it has shown through to where I'm not, um, I could be more effective in my job and I could be more effective at relationship building um, with stakeholders on my product team as well as cross-functionally, right? Like there's always room for improvement, but um, these are some simple things that I'm gonna start doing and I would encourage you to start doing in your day-to-day -day as a product manager, okay? So number one, the internal stakeholders that are on your product team. There are three questions, remember I'm trying to keep this simple, three questions that I think you should be asking at least on a quarterly basis. Right. You, you might consider this something as like part of a 360 review, um, but you don't need HR to run these things. This is something that if you want to improve your effectiveness as a PM, just create like a Google form and send this out to. Well, who should you send this out to? Let's go over that real quick. So you should send it out to your dev lead, your UX lead, your QA lead. If you have a data team, uh, the data scientist or data analyst you work with. Uh, I would also encourage you to send it to your, your product marketing manager that you work with. I think whether or not formally they're part of the product organization or formally part of the product team, like in some companies, you should come to the table with the mindset that these people are vital to your success and that you should um, treat them as such in terms of asking them some of the same questions you would your dev lead or your UX lead. All right, so what are those three questions? We kind of went over who we should ask these to. Um, oh, and your boss as well. That's a pretty important uh, stakeholder that I would group into these same questions. So one, what should I start doing now? Or 
I'm sorry, let's do this one first. Number one, what should I start doing that I'm not doing? So things that people expect you to be doing, but you're not doing, and maybe it's something you don't even know that you're supposed to be doing. This is a great question for your boss, um, but it's also a great question for your team, especially if you're working with UX leads or dev leads that have been working in their function longer than you've been a PM. There may be things that they've seen other PMs do well that you're not doing or things that other PMs have done that added a lot of value and you're not doing those things. And it's in your best interest to find out what those things are, right? Um, next, what am I doing that I should stop doing? So what are the things that annoy your team? Or what are the things that you're doing that are um, destructive or counterproductive? You know, we don't mean to do these things on purpose, I hope, but um, th there could be things that you your team wants you to stop doing, right? even if it's interpersonal stuff, not just like hard skill stuff that like, no, don't waste your time on that. But a lot of times it's more interpersonal uh, than anything. And then number three, what should I be doing more of? So you're currently doing this today, but what should I be doing more of that would add value to you and the team as a whole, right? And so three simple questions that are very powerful and impactful in the answers that you receive and can really one, boost a huge amount of credibility to your team that you care enough to ask these questions, but make sure you follow up on these things, right? You don't want to get stuck in a spot where you ask these questions, you get feedback and you just ignore it because that'll destroy credibility. If you're going to ask these questions, follow up on the feedback, um, not just verbally, but through implementation of changed behavior, right? And, you know, be smart about it. If somebody's telling you that you should stop doing something that's critical to your job. Obviously you want to ignore that, <laughs> but, um, or have that conversation of why it's critical to, to keep doing that thing that they're suggesting you stop doing. Um, for instance, if your dev lead saying like, stop doing user research, we just want to like execute and we want to implement stuff. That might be bad advice, right? You may want to have a conversation of why you should continue having customer research sessions. All right, moving on. This episode is sponsored by MentorMesh.io. Jay Taylor is the founder of MentorMesh and currently a staff PM at Twitter. Jay was able to break into tech and move his way up into product leadership for companies like Microsoft and Salesforce before going to Twitter and all without a degree. So if you're looking to get into product, Jay is gonna show you how through the MentorMesh Career Accelerator, where you'll learn how to stand out in the job market and where you'll acquire the tangible skills and experience you need to get hired. Join the community for free at MentorMesh.io and accelerate your path to product with the MentorMesh Career Accelerator at courses.mentormesh.io. And you can grab both links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Number two, the internal cross-functional stakeholders. These are people like head of marketing. I would still ask this to your product marketing manager, even though we included them in the other section as well. Um, this could be the head of sales, head of customer success, head of support, if those functions are different. Um, but even, even like some of the support organ uh, support roles, like legal, finance, operations, uh, or whatever is applicable, kind of in those support uh, organizations or support functions, that, that's who I would consider like our cross-functional stakeholders, people who need to be involved in kind of your day-to-day -day conversations or um, part of the conversations whenever the thing you're working on touches their field, right? If it touches finance because it messes with pricing, uh, legal because you're doing something that is around uh, compliance, something along those lines, 
uh, you want to make sure you're building a relationship with those people. Okay. So the three core questions, and I, I got this from um, a mentor of mine. She's um, she doesn't even probably know that she's a mentor, but I pick her brain a lot on stuff. Uh, she's a, a program manager at Google. And uh, I worked with her in a, a former capacity and, and a former job that she had, but she used to be a consultant. And she said that when she was a consultant, she would ask the core client who hired her, the, the person at the company who started the contract, she would ask them these three, three questions. And then she would ask them, who are two people I should be talking to as part of this project we're working on? And she would kind of waterfall that out of who are two people, who are two people to where she's talking to enough people to have organizational context to do her job well. But she would ask them these three questions, right? And I think this is critical, even though we're not consultants, like we should still take the same approach to how we build relationships with our cross-functional stakeholders. So number one, what are your goals? What are they trying to accomplish? In an idealistic reality, uh, everyone is aligned with their goals and everyone's moving towards the same organizational goals, but we may have departmental goals, team goals that I should be aware of as a PM that you should be aware of as a PM to understand where um, conflicts may come up, right? Um, or where there may be misalignment with goals or, or even something like more subtle, right? Where you just want to be aware of like, what are the things they're trying to accomplish? Just so you have that context. But number two, piggybacks off of number one, what's the biggest challenge you have to accomplishing those goals? They may or may not be related to the product or the processes of the product team. But if they are, you definitely want to understand that, right? Like if you're a hurdle to them accomplishing their goals or the product in its current state is a hurdle to them accomplishing their goals, for example, customer success, if they're responsible for churn, right? The, the product team should be responsible for that too. But, but you should understand like what are their goals around churn um, and what are their challenges with churn? Like th these are things you should be having an ongoing conversation about, but if you haven't had that discussion at all, you should ask that question. And then lastly, what can I do to help? Right, they may have ideas already of like, man, I wish the product team or I wish the product managers that I've worked with in the past, or even you, I, I wish you would do this to help me, but maybe they just haven't told you, right? Um, some people have strong personalities and don't mind voicing the things that they want. And some people just wish that you would just get it and don't wanna have that confrontational conversation. And so this kind of gives them the way to say, hey, yeah, I wish you would do this, or it would be really great if you could help this way. And, um, and in your capacity, you might be able to. So asking those three questions, what are your goals? What are the biggest challenges you have to accomplishing those goals? And what can I do to help? Will really help, uh, one, again, build credibility with those cross-functional stakeholders and help you build really good relationships to show that you care. And again, if there are things that you can take action on, take action on those things as soon as possible to reinforce that credibility and to really to build on that relationship. Okay, lastly, external stakeholders. So this is again, going to customers uh, or users. And these questions, there's five of them. So it's a little more than three where we've typically uh, stuck with in the last two sections, but um, these are a little more B2B focused. And I had to add two more just to make it a little more comprehensive, even though, again, this is still pretty bare bones and you want to build on these, right? So we want to understand our stakeholder priorities, going back to the theme of this whole thing. What are the priorities of the members of our, our product team, our boss, 
What are our cross-functional stakeholders' priorities? And now what are our customers' priorities? That's what we're trying to figure out here. So number one, these are current customers. What do you use most in our product? Okay, usage is a good indicator of value. Value is an indicator of priority. Not always, but it's a good start. A complementary question to that is, what do you not use at all? And those two questions will be really insightful. But as we dig deeper into the next three, things will become a little even clearer. What is the best part of our product? Okay, if the thing that they don't use at all or use very little is the best part of your product, that would be an interesting scenario, right? Or on the flip side, question number four, what is the worst part of our product? If the thing that they try to use most often in your product to accomplish a core part of their job is the worst part of your product, that's a problem. But it's also a good indicator of where you should prioritize some of your focus, potentially, right? This is one customer. But if there's a recurring theme throughout your research, yeah, you probably want to follow up on that. And then lastly, this is one that I really enjoy asking is what tools do you use or what processes do you have for your job that you use or that you have that live outside of our product right um so the this could really uncover the unknown unknowns like what is it that you don't know about this industry or this uh, sub-segment of the industry or this customer in particular that how they try to do their job that you, you just don't know. And so understanding the things that they need to be able to accomplish to get their jobs done could be really insightful in terms of how can you further differentiate yourself from the competition other than everybody is trying to solve the same problems with similar feature sets, right? And then we differentiate based on how we implement those features, right? Like that's, that's really poor strategy in my opinion um, by just, copying competitors and differentiating on like how you actually implement it. But understanding what are things that your customers are trying to accomplish that they can't do today in your product, but would potentially make sense in your product that they have to do anyway to get their job done would add an immense amount of value to your, your customer, especially if they do those things a lot. Right. So going back to number question number one, what do you use most in our product? Right. If the thing that they do most in their job is not in your product and your product is built to help them do their job better, that's an insight you want to have, right? And so those five questions all together would give a really good understanding of what are your external stakeholders, your customers, what are their priorities in terms of what they need to do to get their job done, right? It goes back to the whole principle or framework of jobs to be done. What is the job they're hiring your product to do? And most of the time in a B2B setting is to help them do their job better right um so the concept of job is, is very um visceral throughout that, that whole discussion right they're hiring your product to do a job that helps them do their job a little meta but it's fun um with that said we, we kind of covered everything i wanted to talk about today in terms of stakeholder priorities so again three questions to ask your product team and kind of the, the people that i would consider more broadly a part of the product team your external stakeholders as well as your customers you never want to assume these things because we know what happens when, when you assume, right? You make a something out, out of you and me, try to keep the podcast clean here. And so um, don't assume, ask these questions. There may be other questions you wanna ask, but these are a great starting point if you're not asking questions at all, or not having these conversations. And this is something I'm gonna start implementing back into the company I'm with now, 
that I used to do, and I know it's going to pay dividends for me, for the company, and I know it's going to pay dividends for you. So thanks for joining me today on Lessons in Product Management, and I'll see you next week.